Well, we're continuing going through the book of Proverbs. There's a sermon series called Wise Up. Because the book of Proverbs is all about living wisely. It talks to us about how to get life together, finally, and then how to keep it all together. And in that process, we do that by making wise decisions. And the wisdom that we're talking about that comes out of the book of Proverbs is more than knowledge and it's more than intellect. But it is the ability to take information and knowledge and make wise decisions in life. And so that's what we're looking at today is we're talking about making wise decisions from a passage of scripture that hopefully is familiar to most all of us. It should be. Let me ask you a question. How, how are you at making decisions? How, how, how well do you make decisions? How do you go about making decisions? And you might categorize some of the decisions in your life as fairly minor to over here very major about that. And so you have decisions to make all the time. So how do you go about making those decisions? Do you put a, 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 a column down the middle of a page and on one side of that column you put the pros and on the other side you put the cons and you go through it that way? How, how do you go about making that decision? Do you come to God and go to his word and ask for his wisdom to be imparted to you? So how, are you, how, how do you go about making those decisions? The comic strip character uh, Dilbert once said, Informed decision-making comes from a long tradition of guessing and then blaming others for inadequate results. That might be what most of us do. So what is this wisdom we're talking about? And, and what is the application of that same wisdom? In Proverbs 1.7, we already read, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. That means knowledge of God. Now, we're going to look at this familiar passage in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. And you probably, if you've been in church any period of time in your life, you probably have been led to this passage of Scripture. You've heard it. Maybe you've got it a plaque somewhere. Maybe you've got it marked, underlined, circled, underscored somehow in your Bible because it is so, so familiar to us. And it's powerful when we understand it. Hopefully more than just a few words that we just can spit out at particular times. But it talks to us about how to make wise decisions in our relationship with God. So look with me at Scripture, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Solomon, in all of his wisdom, writes and says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Fantastic passage of Scripture, isn't it? Fantastic passage of Scripture because of the promise that it gives to us. He promises us wisdom through the journey of life that comes from our relationship with God so that we can make the wise decisions that we need to make in life. I think sometimes when, when we're faced with making decisions, no matter how major or how insignificant they might be, I think we have a tendency to say, God, give me a formula. You know, we like that, to be, able to be absolutely sure and concrete. So give, give me a formula so I can plug in the things and, and that way I will know what decision to make, how to make it, and I know that I've made the right, wise decision. And God doesn't operate that way. God says we operate on faith and we operate on trust. And so God says, I can't give you a formula, but what you need to know from me, you will gain when you're in a relationship with me. You come into a relationship with me to where you love me and you trust me 
And you don't rely on your understanding, but you rely on my knowledge and my wisdom and my understanding, and you will find something better than a formula. You will find God who is in your corner and who's on your side. Now, that's a revolutionary way for us to think about making decisions and getting the answer to some of the tough questions of life. So what I want us to do this morning is to break this ver- these two, two verses down into four steps about finding that wisdom that enables us to make wise decisions as we are in a relationship with God. The first step is to trust God completely. Trust God completely. This passage starts out by saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So unless you have, and underscore that, unless you have a personal relationship with God, you will never find or know your purpose in life. Unless you're in a relationship with God, you will never have the wisdom of God imparted into you when you need to make a wise decision. But when you're in relationship with God, when you have a faith relationship with God that's real and meaningful through Jesus Christ, then God imparts wisdom and knowledge to you so that you can make wise decisions. Bertrand Russell, one of the most outspoken atheists who ever lived, said, Unless you assume a God, the question of life's purpose is meaningless. That's rather profound coming from an atheist, isn't it? Bottom line is, until you have a relationship with the Creator, you will never know His purpose for your creation. And that's exactly what King Solomon said is the first step to learning to, to find our purpose in life and the wisdom we need to make wise decisions is to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Now, there's twofold promises in, in this, twofold steps in here. Our, our part that we have to play and the part that God plays. What's our part? Our part, Solomon says, is to trust in the Lord with all your heart. What's he talking about? Well, that word trust literally means in the Hebrew to lie down upon or to stretch out on. And the best example I can think of is is when you go to bed at night, you you lie down on and you stretch out on your bed on your mattress. Now, how did you sleep last night? I'm not asking you whether you slept well or whether you slept eight hours or nine or whether you got four or five hours of sleep or whether your partner snored and that was a, a hindrance to your sleep. But I'm asking you, how did you sleep physically? Did you put all of your weight on the mattress and just stretch out and trust it to hold you? Or did you kind of have one foot sticking out and on the floor and supporting part of you while you tried to sleep? Well, if you were smart and wise, you, you put your full weight on that mattress. That's one of the great reliefs in life is when it's bedtime and you can just flop on that bed and you've got full support. That's what God is talking about, full support and trusting him to where we don't hold on to anything else but him. We trust in him. And you can't do it absentmindedly. You can't do it half-heartedly. Because a half-hearted trust is no better than a whole-hearted doubt. And when we do that, when we trust God, when we fulfill our part, then God fulfills his part, and that is he takes the burden off of us from carrying the weight of the responsibility of that decision that we have to make, whatever it is. So God is saying to us, if you want to know what I want to do with your life, then the first thing you've got to do is trust me. And only when you trust me will I direct you. You might want to write this down. I didn't get all these into the sermon notes ahead of time because just continuing to read through Proverbs, and I hope you're doing that. I found more and more verses that go with it. But Proverbs 16.20, write it down and look it up later, says... 
whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. So the first step then is to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Just give him everything. Trust him completely. The second step is to identify God's thinking. Solomon said, lean not on your own understanding. I think we understand what he's talking about when he says lean not on your own understanding. That is don't rely on your understanding because the word lean means to rely on somebody or something for your support. So why does Solomon give us this, this, this advice not to lean on our understanding but to trust in God with all of our heart? Because I think the first thing we do when most of us are facing a big decision is we ask ourselves the question, what should I do? And I think it's interesting that research tells us that men seem to be guided in the decision-making process more by logic and women seem to be guided in that decision-making process more by feelings. Now that's not a sexism remark and and that's not any kind of put down to either male or female. It's just the the way we think differently. Another way that God has created us wondrously, male and female, and in different thought processes and different ways that we approach life. But no matter how you think or how you come about approaching decision-making processes in your life, it's important to think about things and rely on the logic of God when we are faced with the decision in life. The first thing you need to do is ask God for the wisdom and guidance that we need. The prophet Jeremiah said, I know, O Lord, that a man's life is not his own. It is not for man to direct his steps. And the good news is you can lean upon God and he will provide the wisdom that you need. See, the vast majority of the time you can identify what God's thinking in a situation you face because he's already revealed it to us in his word through the Bible. The Bible is our compass to guide us through life. The Bible is the word of God through which he imparts knowledge and intellect and then wisdom comes from that from our life so that we can make those wise decisions in life. It's when we ignore God's word that we get in trouble. We ignore God's word about dating or marrying an unbeliever or you ignore God's words And what it says about managing money and you get into all sorts of trouble. You know God's word and Proverbs says so much about these practical things in life. About friendships and relationships and about alcohol and all of those things have rolled up here in the book of Proverbs because they affect our life. When you're faced with a decision, don't just use logic, don't just use your feelings, but use the word of God. Lean on his understanding that he imparts through his word. And that means you identify God's thinking. Now the third step in that process is to follow God's leading. Solomon says, in all your ways acknowledge him. Now that word acknowledge for us today might mean we give you a a little little wave or kind of a slight smile, a little bit like that. Um, Or it might be some way on social media you have that you greet people who are within your realm. You know, uh, but the Hebrew concept was more than just kind of a, a nod or a polite little wave or whatever. But the word acknowledge literally means to recognize or to see. So think of it this way. In all of our ways, we need to recognize and see God. See, simply put, 
In every part of your life, you are looking for God, for the presence of God. You put every decision that you have to make in these terms. What does God want? What does he desire? What would be the wise thing to do for the glory of God? And to make things as simple as possible, always keep God in mind in every way of your life, in every part of your life. Now, it's interesting here when he says, in all your ways acknowledge him. The word way literally means a little goat trail that goes off of the main trail. And when Solomon would write these words, even to today, it's basically an agricultural society over there, and herdsmen of sheep and goats are very prominent. And they would understand what it would mean. You would have your main trail to travel, and then there would be the little goat paths that go off to the side. You might look at that as saying the main trail in life is the big decisions in life that we have to make, and the little goat trails are the little things in life. But does God care about the little things in our life? Or does he only care about the big things in our life? Solomon says, in all your ways acknowledge him. I like the story that's told of an English pastor from another generation, G. Campbell Morgan, who had a lady in his congregation approach him one day, and she said, Dr. Morgan, do you think that God really cares about the little things in my life? And with his wisdom, Dr. Morgan said, Madam, do you think that there is really anything that's big in your life to God? You see, this is the God of the universe. This is the omnipotent God who knows all things, who has all power, and who can be everywhere at the same time. He's the one who spoke the world into existence through Jesus Christ. He has all the power, all the knowledge that their effort could be accumulated. Why would you want to go anywhere else to get the wisdom from making your decisions in life? So Solomon is encouraging us then to acknowledge God, recognize the Lord, and look for him in all your ways. That means in your financial life, your social life, your recreational life, your vocational life, your marital life. You've got to acknowledge God and his presence in every aspect of your life. And I think that goes so contrary to our Western thought. We kind of categorize God. He's here for Sunday. If we don't have any other conflicts or we're not going out of town or anything else, we kind of categorize Sunday. That's when we relate to God. And then the rest, the rest of the days, we just kind of seemingly forget about God and his guidance. You might even go through a quiet time every morning. You might even read through scripture. But you just do it because you're supposed to do it. And you really don't understand what it is then to walk with the Lord. You really want the wisdom of God to make wise decisions then. You've got got to put him in your life completely and look for God in every aspect of your life because he is there. The little things as well as the big things, if he distinguishes that in our life. So we ask, what is the wise thing here for me to do? What, what, What would God tell me is the wise thing to do? What would God want me to do in this situation? If you take the Bible and all that it addresses, you basically can break it down to the fact that it it leads us into two different areas of life. They intertwine, but they're two different things. One is that all designed to lead us to faith in God through His Son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. And the second is the Bible is written to teach us to know God's ways so we could find His purpose for our earthly life. So we need to follow God's leading. He gives it to us in his Bible. 
Then the fourth step is we need to expect God's guidance confidently. Confidently is the key word. Expect God's guidance confidently. See, this is God's promise. This is what Solomon said. He will make your paths straight. You should remember this. It's elementary in math and science or wherever else, isn't it? But what is the shortest distance between two points? It's a straight line. And that's the promise that God gives. Is that He guides us in the least cumbersome way with the least amount of detours, distractions, and disasters in our life. He will make your path straight. He gives us guidance. He gives us direction. Here's the bottom line of all of this. When you put God in his rightful place, which is at the very center of your life and everything in your life centers around him and revolves around him, then God will give you the wisdom to make sure that you make the right decisions to be in the right place. That's pretty smart of God, isn't it? That means out of all the wisdom you acquire, all the intellect that you have, all the knowledge that you can put into your life, it all revolves around to centering your life around God. And when you put God in his right place, and you trust him every day, and you lean on him and not your own understanding, then God will make sure that you are in the right place, and he gives you the wisdom you need to make the right decisions in life. Now, when we're faced with these decisions, we talk sometimes about a formula, but I think sometimes else we ask three questions. Number one is at the level of the world that asks, what is it that I want to do? And the second one is, what is it that I ought to do? And the third one is, what is it that God is leading me to do? And how does God lead us? How does he guide us in that? Let me give you three reminders for that. I think most every way that God would want us to respond, he reveals it to us through his word. So first is the word of God. And remember, God's direction will never, ever contradict his written word. The primary way that God speaks to us is through his word. Remember that. If you think you're getting an answer to a situation in life, as to how you should respond, and yet you, something comes to your mind and says, wait a minute, wait a minute, God's word says something different over here. Remember, God will never contradict his word. He will never tell you to do something that contradicts his word. Here's another verse you might want to write down, two of them actually, Proverbs 3, 1 through 2. Solomon says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years. And bring you prosperity. That's the promise of the word of God in your life. The second thing he gives to us is the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And the Holy Spirit is given to us. We know the Bible says to be our comforter. To be, to be our one who walks alongside of us in life. The one who will teach us what we need to know. That is imparting to us godly wisdom. And, and gives us the strength and power that we need. And the Holy Spirit speaks to us through many different things. He, he speaks through people. He speaks through events. He speaks through circumstances. He speaks through the church to impart to us the wisdom that we need. 
Another passage of scripture, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no guidance, the people fall, but in abundance of counselors, there is victory. That's another way the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He puts people in our life with experience and with God's wisdom and with God's knowledge into our life so that they can give us the godly advice that they need and the Holy Spirit speaks through them. So he gives us his word, he gives us the Holy Spirit, and thirdly, he gives us his wisdom and guidance through the circumstances of life. You see, to to make our paths straight also means to cut a highway or to clear a path. And that simply means that every day in our life, God will open certain doors. He will shut certain doors. But he will engineer all the circumstances in our life to confirm the right direction he wants us to take in our life. You can be assured of that. As you trust in God with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I'll give you two other Proverbs. Proverbs 16, 25. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Proverbs 21.16 says, A man who strays from the path of understanding. Now listen to this very carefully. A man who strays from the path of understanding comes to rest in the company of the dead. That's pretty strong, isn't it? That's pretty powerful. In other words, God say, you really want my wisdom so you can make the right decision and not stray from the path of understanding because there are deadly consequences involved. That's God's wisdom. That's the power of God's wisdom that makes us wise so that we can make wise decisions. So, if you want to get life together and keep it together, if you need to know what God's purpose is for your life, then you've got to trust God. If you need to learn how to make wise decisions, you might be facing a decision right now that only you know about, or maybe your immediate family, or maybe your your tight circle of advisors and friends. Then I advise you to trust God. Turn it over to Him. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, not leaning on your own understanding. Trust in him with all of your heart, and he will make your path straight. See, to to navigate life requires a leap of faith, trusting God to give wisdom and guidance. It's like the soldier in training, standing at the open door of an airplane for his first jump, and he asks his instructor, how can I know that I can trust my chute to open? And the instructor pushes him out and says, there's only one way. You've got to take that leap of faith. But for us as believers, it's not a blind leap of faith. That's because millions and millions of people have gone before us and they have taken that leap of faith. They've trusted in God. They've claimed his wisdom and God has proven himself to be faithful. And when you and I trust in him with all that we are and we lean on his understanding and not ours, he will make our paths straight. So if you need that wisdom that comes from God and who doesn't, then wise up. Trust God for it. Ask God for it. 
and he will give it to you. Let's pray. Father, you are the, the only wise God. And we trust in your knowledge and your wisdom as you have revealed it to us today through your word. Father, I pray if anybody here today is, is stuck with facing some kind of situation where he or she needs to make a decision right now that will impact many, many different aspects of that life. And I pray, Father, that they will, they will listen to your words of advice and wisdom and they will turn to you first. And they will seek your guidance through your word, through the power of your Holy Spirit, and as you move in the circumstances of life. Father, I pray that all of us will take to heart your words today of trusting in you completely, not leaning on our own understanding, but watching you as we trust in you and lean on you, make our paths straight through the process of life. Father, is anyone here today who needs to come into a relationship with you through faith in Jesus Christ, I pray that he or she will turn from their sins and come to you in faith and acknowledge you as a loving Father and Jesus Christ as the forgiver of their sins and the leader of their life. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.